Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have a special Mother's Day program. We've invited Supervisor Kelly Long on the program with her mother, Gwen Speaks. They're here in studio. We've got a great show for you today, and as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805-487-7847. Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to Maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Well, Spence, we've got a great show today as we jump into Mother's Day, a beautiful day, always fun to celebrate Mother's Day, and uh, so many wonderful memories, and, and many times it's it's difficult to really give all the celebration that they deserve. It's like, how can we do more? How can we show the appreciation that they truly deserve? But I, I always love Mother's Day and a successful Mother's Day when I'm able to help pull that off. But yes, it's, there's nothing like it. Uh, dad was easy, mom's complicated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dad was simple, and, and mom's very, very complicated. Uh, but you got to work hard because, you know, obviously my wife, he's a mom. So uh, I get together with the kids and uh, and we figure it out and celebrate for usually the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday. That's awesome. Yes, that right across very the board. Good. Well, they certainly deserve it. A happy Mother's Day to all moms out there. And we hope we make it a very special day. We hope you enjoy it. And, and it's a real treat to have two mothers in studio with us today. Supervisor Kelly Long and her mother, Gwen Speaks, in the studio with us. And just to give a background, I have Supervisor Kelly Long's bio. We're going to talk about Mother's Day. We'll also talk about the role of Supervisor Kelly Elected to the County Supervisor District 3 in 2016, that serves Camarillo, Port Wyneme, parts of the Navy Base, Southeast Oxnard, Santa Paula, Fillmore, Piru, and East Lockwood Valley. And Kelly Long has over 25 years combined experience as an entrepreneur, also a business executive and school board trustee. She held the office of the Pleasant Valley School Board of Trustees. She was in that position uh, for a number of years. She brings a skill set including management, leadership, budgeting, fiscal accountability, and collective bargaining and negotiation. A very nice rap sheet there. I love it. Kelly Long's married with two children. Thank you for being in the studio with us, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to all the mothers out there listening today. And happy Mother's Day, Mom. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you kindly. I'm very happy to be here as well. And this is Gwen Speaks, the mother of Kelly Long. And tell us some of your background. I didn't have the background sheet to read for you, but please give us. It's a wonderful story. Share with us I, I've background. been a professional in the industry, working in the defense industry for over 25 years. I once a uh, children young, working mom, lovely times. I rec- recommend it to all. And then I finally got an opportunity to retire and really give back to the community, which I couldn't really do when I was working full time. I joined the Metal Arc Service League, which is a valuable group of women providing charity services to over 30 charities a year in Ventura County. 
I also was on the St. John's uh, Hospital Community Board and volunteered in many other ways. And it's been a great way to fill that gap of retirement and actually be busier than ever but I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> and retirement is sometimes that way, right? It's busier than when we're working, but in things that maybe we're passionate about. It's nice to have you in the studio as well. And let's talk about Mother's Day for a moment. What makes Mother's Day special? I'll start with you, Gwen. What are some thoughts, maybe some of your favorite Mother's Day memories, or what makes a Mother's Day the special? The main thing about Mother's Day is just having your family around. That's the biggest thing, I think, within our family. We really like to hang out together. We really like to do things together. Sometimes the coordination as the family gets bigger gets difficult, but everybody takes part in it. And I just love to see them want to be together and want to spend time with me. I, that's what I like. I love it. And how about for you? Well, Kelly? my oldest is about 14. So the Mother's Day has always been about my mom. And then also with the kids, we like to, to spend time together if it's taking a hike or going to the beach. Actually, I, I try to make sure that my mom feels special on more days than just Mother's Day. Right, but right. it is nice to bring flowers or just have a good dinner and have the whole family around the table and just laugh. It's, it's a good time. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but I think time is worth more than money sometimes. The uh, yeah. family kitchen table is the best place ever. I've learned more things at that table than I care <laughs> to share. But it's a wonderful experience to have everybody together and open to talk and share ideas among each other. It's a great place. We did a uh, we did look up uh, some stats and uh, Amazon actually listed that as number one is just togetherness. So it's not about going out to eat necessarily as much as it's being together to eat and uh, and share some of those memories and make more memories. Kelly, let's talk about your role uh, as supervisor in District Three. How did you get into community service? What was the first thing that prompted you to get involved? Well, it comes from, you know, when you're little. I followed my mom and in, in what she was doing and helping with her community as soon as she can while she's still working mom. Uh, my aunts and, and uncles, all teachers in various different ways, giving back to their community. As a mechanical engineer, I was able to use my skill set to heal people through orthopedic products. And, and selling those as a director of sales and marketing, making sure those products really took care of people. And then as I had kids, it got me more into being an activist for our education of our kids and, and making sure our families are together and helping each other in the community. Because it's hard to be a parent. Um, there's a lot of struggles that we do, but if we bond together, it's, it's much better. And then the position opened up for the supervisor role, and my friends and family said, you have to go do that. We need you to advocate for our friends, for our families. We want to live here in Ventura County. We want to have jobs here. We want to be together. And the only way we can do that is to have someone really looking out for our best interests. And I, and I hope that that's something that I can do in this position is to really get to know people what what are the needs for the community i think economy is a huge issue for us to make sure we focus on uh, with you know the rising house costs and 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 jobs and so forth that's important public safety is really important making sure they're safe 
Um, there's, you know, we have the opioid epidemics going on. We have crime a little bit up. There's certain things that go on that we want to make sure we watch out for. And then transparency. Well, it's all taxpayer dollars and to make sure we're focused on the things that our communities need. So with those, I, I feel that it, I'm honored to be able to serve our community as best I can. And I try to get as much feedback from our community so that uh, the decisions that are made on the board are decisions based on our community. And I think all of our board members really are focused on our community in whole. So it's an honor to be there. It's a beautiful place that we live. And, uh, and certainly there are more and more issues kind of popping up around this idea of economy and also the idea of housing. We had Matthew Fien up on the program a couple weeks ago. Also have had Bruce Stinsley on the program. Matthew talked about housing as a big problem here and how can we have housing that's affordable being a big issue that he sees. Bruce Stinsley talked a lot about manufacturing and having jobs that are higher paying where people can afford to have the housing. So it gets to be pretty complicated pretty quickly. But uh, are there any things you can share as far as inside of what we might be looking at from your perspective from that the, you can consider? From the county's perspective, um, it is important that we're working with our cities to ensure that we have the housing necessary for our communities. Uh, we do have the Voters SOAR initiative, which is Save Our Agriculture Resources, which we have to work within. We also have state and federal laws that are coming through that are, we have to work with. We've got um, the items of the granny flats, figuring out if we can do that and at what parcel is that applicable uh, to still ensure safety for the community and so forth. Um, so we're working very diligently trying to do that. Also what we are working with and the county just implemented was a economic vitality strategic plan. And that's a key to understanding where is our economy, working with our businesses, our nonprofits and so forth, to understand where we can grow, what are our strengths. And then also we have the opportunity with our general plan coming up to put elements of that into our general plan to ensure that Ventura County will continue to strive and we'll take care of our communities. But, you know, housing, we're going to have to be creative and, and figure things out and really talk to the communities and see what they want as well. Yeah, I think that's well said. Another thing I've seen you talk about before, just following you on Twitter and seeing the various places you're going and, and how you're involved with the community and the efforts that they're doing. But talk to us about getting involved and being a role model and also having other role models. From my campaign, it wasn't quite the usual po politics. Um, that's not my background. My background is volunteering and getting people engaged and talking about issues. So I think it's, it's really important to uh, mentor and to show what a good leader would be or, or ask people to be involved. I think my the way I got here was because people asked me and approached me. So that's what I'm trying to do is try to look at strong people in our communities and ask them. Ask them to be part of our volunteers. Ask them to be a part of the public. Oh, Kelly came here. I'd been here many years. I've been here over 20 years now. And when Kelly moved out here, I was already very, very active in the community and well-connected with a lot of different people in all different aspects of the, com com the community. And what I've always heard once she got active and needed to be elected was that she listens. Yeah. And she pays attention to what they say. 
and I get nothing but comments and compliments back to me. And, you know, sometimes they're pretty heated because they want to talk to her about something that's very near and dear to them. But the fact is they feel that she's open enough that she will listen and will actually respond. And I find that that is the best thing I can see is us trying to do a campaign and not knowing anything about it. That's what we used was that networking of people to understand that she'll listen to both sides yeah. and try to figure out which makes the most sense, ask logical questions, and figure out a path. And that's not always a typical politician. Okay, this is radio, but I'm totally blushing right now that my mom is doing this and everyone's listening. <laughs> and that's great, though, because that's ultimately what you want from an elected official, someone that you can approach, someone that is listening and hearing kind of what, what you have to say. And, and there's a reason why you have to say that. And sometimes that gets lost in the politicking of a campaign. And it's nice to see that that maybe is still something people are appreciative of. So I think that's a valuable characteristic. Gwen, share with us maybe a little bit about as a mother and raising your children, did you have aspirations for them to be in community service at all? Or is it kind of, what were some of your thoughts? Or or maybe even, a, a, maybe we can... Uh, share some stories about uh, Kelly from when she was younger. I don't know. Whatever. Well, you're from a very with. young. Oh no. <laughs> well, from a very young age, she was extremely hands-on. I mean, if you needed to put a scooter together or you needed to install a machine, she was right there with the screwdriver and figuring it out and probably telling you how to do it. Right. So right away, we saw this engineering yes. technical talent. And to be really honest. I would have been an engineer, except when I w entered Northwestern, there, were, there was one female engineer in the entire mm. department, only four women in the math department. And I, mean, I would have been, I mean, it was just, it didn't happen. But right. in reality, working with all engineers most of my career, that's what I did, was work with engineers and figure things out and make it work. So when I saw that in her, I was thrilled that she was able to take that course and to do something with it, especially because she went to the medical area, and instead of building missiles like I did, she was actually helping people walk and prepare, you know, repairing wrists. And I thought, what a wonderful way to take that engineering and do something productive with it. That's well said, yeah. We had Jackie Irwin on the program, and she also has an engineering background. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to hear about how the engineering education is very different than the traditional maybe uh, politics side of uh, background. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? How has the engineering background and education and process maybe helped you or how have you used that in community service? Well, I went to Cal State University in Long Beach and they are very much hands-on practical. You know, the labs that you do are very hands-on. You really get to understand versus theory. Well, let's think of this concept. Um, so I think the project management part of it really helped. And I started with a very small business when I worked here in Camarillo for the uh, Royce Medical, which then was Oser. And we really honed in on project management. And if you want a project to sell, you need to be able to communicate with the consumer and you need to communicate with the doctor to understand the needs and then develop that. So analyzing it, understanding the data, and I think I do that on a daily basis when I'm looking at 
different items that come with the county is using those project management skills, bringing people in, seeing how we can solve a problem or finding out um, what, what could we do to fix something. Um, I use those skills on a daily basis and I also teach that to my daughters as well. I try to mentor that with my daughters and my husband's an engineer and we, we do that and our friends and family. So I think those are skill sets that I use on the job all the time. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I, well, I think too, one of the things, I, I'll go back to my mom. My mom uh, believed and taught me from the time I was young that the only job a mother had was to prepare their bird to leave the nest. And that's a whole different way of looking at motherhood. So that's where you send the kid at seven or eight years old to pay the bill at the restaurant, watching closely, but having them learn how to do it by themselves. And so with that stress on me, Kelly and the girls have all been raised, taking responsibility, stepping forward, knowing what they're doing, and you know, being ready to be on their own and make their own decisions. So I credit my mom with that. That's a good one, I love that. Because you really want to raise your children to be strong you don't want to take care of everything for them. So when difficult times come, they'll be ready to address them and strong enough to handle that. Talk to me about this. How has motherhood changed, and parenthood for that matter? Uh, very difficult. I'm a parent with three young boys. I come from a family with four children, and I don't know how my parents did it. I mean, I only have three, and I'm struggling tremendously. It's beautiful, and I love it, but I, I just wonder how they did it. I feel like it was harder now than it was then. Is it harder now, Gwen? Is it different now? I think it is just because of actually information and, and constant communication with all of our devices and of all of our things. So there wasn't as much coming in at you or at your children for you to process. Now you have every kind of alternative flashed in front of them and flashed in front of you and you're constantly trying to figure out what's the right one which way do I do this how do I do this before you would have been probably just following your mom and dad kind of doing what they did and that's would have been your model but yeah. now there's tons of input Kelly what are your thoughts I would agree um, the technology I think that is it we talk about that with my moms and so forth all our friends about how screen time you know, how do you drag them away from that that activity that's on the on the phone and so forth? And it's really just to put away those those uh, devices for a little bit and actually just talk to each other. Communication is really something that we have to to expand on it and work because I think that's something that we're losing with our kids is that we need to be working on how do we communicate together without a text or an email? Like how do I come up to someone and ask them a question? I think that skill's losing and that's a harder for the families growing up is, is just the change in technology and where we are. I mean, look at what happened with the cell phone in the last 10 years. Yeah. It's now a mini computer where before, you know, if you wanted to talk to someone, you'd have to go drive to their house and talk to them, you know, and have a one-on-one. -on -one, really. I think that it's even gotten more complicated because I, I did run a plant site, you know. I had 4,000 employees, and I took it down to 10 mm. as we closed it. And to work with those people and to get them through the closure without violence or incident was really challenging. But there's a real difference in the ability of people to communicate. And if they can communicate, they can handle things so much better. And so many times, I hate to say it, with engineers, they haven't been taught to communicate. And that can be difficult. 
but the schools have advanced and it's become quite aware that you can be really smart, but you have to be able to communicate for that to be of any value. Yeah, those soft skills, are those really soft key. skills are very much coming to the forefront of being something that as someone gets out of education, they need to have that and be ready to to show up at, at work on time, to be able to communicate with another human being, to look professional. And I think that's uh, becoming more of a part of this education process. I'm seeing it in the college level at least. Right. Another thing for the families is the activities like soccer. You have to be, you know, at age eight, you've got to be starting versus you did it in high school. And then all the parents are running around, well, I have to do the best I can for my kids. I've got to get them to all these different practices. And if you have only two cars and four kids, I couldn't imagine. Like sometimes I think, how do I do it with two? I couldn't imagine any more. Um, and, and we lean as a community, like our friends, hey, can you take my kid? Can we carpool? Can we do different things? So it's a stress for the families, and I totally have compassion for it, especially in today's world. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, mean, I think for all families and parents and mothers, it is a challenge in today's day and age uh, rearing these children, and uh, we know it's a difficult job. But before we jump into our nonprofit spotlight, is there anything else you'd like to share, uh, Kelly or Quinn? Um, I just hope that all the mothers out there just take a moment for yourself and just relax, turn your phone off, just enjoy the moment and and just ha happy Mother's Day. And yeah, that's it. I, I say the same thing. Um, one of the things I've learned because I'm one of these crazy ladies that has 90 million things going on simultaneously on a regular basis and people go, well, how do you do it? The bottom line is I do take time for myself. Sometimes I'll get up in the morning, open my book, and my husband brings me a cup of tea in bed, and I sit and I read for 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20. But that's my time, and it's amazing how much it gives energy to the rest of the day because yeah. you actually took some time for yourself. Well said. And our feature interview today was with Supervisor Kelly Long and her mother, Gwen Speaks. Thank you for being on the program today. Thank you. What's in the news? This segment is brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance, golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy 805-388-5000. We have Tim Gallagher, former editor of the Ventura County Star, as our news correspondent. Tim, how are you today, and what's in the news? Mike, I'm driving out in the beautiful Inland Empire along the 210, and uh, I'm having a great day. How about you? Oh, it's been wonderful. We had a wonderful conversation with Supervisor Kelly Long and her mother celebrating Mother's Day. Okay. It's been good. It's been a very good time. She, she, I've never seen a supervisor hit the ground running like her. She's really been impressive in the first year in office. Doing, doing a good job, I, I might say, as well. Yeah, but, Mike, what I want to talk about this week, it seems interesting that uh, the city of Ventura has kind of taken a pivot after this terrible tragedy of Mr. Mealy, who was killed on the promenade by the homeless person who was, appears to be suffering from a mental illness. You know, three weeks ago at the council meeting, they were out with the torches and pitchforks, you know, ready to uh, you know burn the place down. But I noticed last week a lot of the more uh, advocates for the mentally ill and the homeless came out or trying to advocate uh, more long-term solutions for the council rather than just the law enforcement solutions. So it's interesting. The emotion came out at the beginning, but now it's a little bit like cooler heads are prevailing. 
and the city seems to be trying to develop a long-term solution. Yeah, I think that's well said, and I, I agree. I observe that as well, that now that we've had some time to maybe just compose ourselves with everything that's went on and organize what a real positive outcome might be, um, it seems like that's yeah. working its way through. It's good to see that. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Tim? It's a tough problem all over coastal California. Ventura is not the only place dealing with it. So we're going to keep our eye on this one in a few weeks, Mike. And that's Tim Gallagher sharing our What's in the News segment. You can follow Tim and learn more at the2020network.com. Tim, always great to speak with you. Thanks for coming on. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit doing good work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Our Nonprofit Spotlight is with Meadowlark Service League, and we have their current president in studio. It's Gwen Speaks. Thank you for being here, Gwen. (laughs) So glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Support of nonprofits in our community is so critical to the success of so many different good things going on in Ventura County. And the Meadowlark Service League is a wonderful nonprofit. Let's start by just giving a background, the history, the story. What is Meadowlark Service League? Meadowlark Service League is a group of women, about 40 women in the Ventura County, focusing mostly in the Camarillo, uh, Somis, um, Newberry Park area. But they've been around for over 45 years, and they have been giving back to the community by everything that they earn. This group, there is no salaries. Everything is done by donation. Everything is done by our hard work and time. And we put together three major events a year now. We do a a wonderful home tour where you go in to see the holiday homes. Then we do a spring luncheon and tennis tournament where you come and have fun with the ladies. And right now we're moving into the Taste of Camarillo, which is at the grounds of the Camarillo Ranch. We have 100 wineries and 50 restaurants. And you come and taste wine and listen to this year the Surfing Band, which is going to be a complete Beach Boy Surf and Safari theme this year. So there'll be music and live music and dancing, and there'll be vendors and amazing food and drink. It's always, I've heard so many good things about the taste of Camarillo, and it's coming up on Saturday, July 28th, there's a gala from 4.30 to 9.30, and then on Sunday, July 29th, from 1 to 4 p.m., that's the taste of Camarillo, a wine, brew, food, and festival. Uh, you can visit tasteofcamarillo.com to grab yourself a ticket to either of those events. Gwen, Tell us about who this benefits. Where does the money go that you raise from the Taste of Camarillo? Last year, which is amazing, this is, you know how the 80-20 rule works. So if you've got 40 women, you really got 20 doing all the work. And they put on three major events working together. And I mean, pulling in their children. Kelly's worked many events. My sons, my cousins, <laughs> my adopted children, they all work for us to do the, to make this happen. But we gave away $220,000 to 33 local charities. And they have to be vetted. And they have to be the same way. They have to have not a lot of salaries. They have to be mostly volunteer. And they have to make a significant difference to people in the community of Ventura County. So for example, one year we donated um, mammogram machines to St. John's Dignity Health so they could go out in the field and do mammograms in the field. 
with the migrant workers. Then we, we give to Oasis, Catholic Charities that visit the homes. We give to the CASA Augmentsman program where these people literally go to the nursing homes and make sure that those people are being taken care of properly. And that's a big one. We also give to the Cancer Society. There's a lovely woman by Susan and she provides for free medical guidance to people on diet while they are going through cancer treatments. I mean, that's just great stuff that we do. Our big luncheon's coming up in June, and we will be giving away a similar amount of money again to about 30 different charities. But we do the schools, too. We give to the high schools. We do scholarships. We have a broad spectrum that we impact. And it's, I, you know, sometimes I sit there and I go, my family says, why do you keep doing this? It's because they're. You see them at the luncheon, and they stand up and tell you what it's all about. That's wonderful, Gwen. Well, it I, brings you to tears. And it's beautiful. It really is supporting the community in such a powerful way. And it, it, so there are so many good charities out there that need the help. You guys are providing the help. Listeners, you can go get your ticket. I'd love for you to come to the Taste of Camarillo tasteofcamarillo.com is the website and that event is sunday july 29th from 1 to 4 p.m um, it's going to be a great event there's a special early bird sale right now that only goes through the end of may and so you can get the vip tickets at a ten dollar reduction the general admission the same way and the gala so all the tickets will be on sale through the end of may through our website check out tasteofcamarillo.com to get your ticket Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805 and a very happy Mother's Day to all moms out there. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates for providing home security to Southern California and Greg Mock from Geico Local Office. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me at marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com or give me a call, 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit AllocationLeak.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767.